0: All right, welcome everybody. Why did you cut it? Oh, God! <laughs> Wait a minute. Episode three, and we're having all kinds of calamities in the basement. Welcome, everybody. I'm not going back. We've redone this 17 times, and I'm not doing it again. Alex, Nick, Cody, we're in the basement The Tuesday <clears throat> before Thanksgiving. I guess it's the turkey. I guess it's the thought of ham dressing and everything that's else. just that's one more day left going. to
1: work. That's why you're excited. Well, that that's could be. I got four
0: days off, and I am stoked about that. So... All-star lineup we got set for you tonight. Joey Turner, local barber from Canton, Georgia, coming to us, telling us about that great buck he killed recently. It's gonna be a good story, and we'll get to that very shortly. We got to run to a few announcements. Contests are running over on our social media platform, Facebook. Please go over and check it out. We're trying to get to a thousand likes on it as we go. What are you giving away, Alex? I have not decided yet, Nicholas. Come on,
1: Alex, tell the crowd what you're giving. No, little, no, they want to know. Teaser.
0: I know they want. Well, I'll tell you this: it's something you can use every day. That's good. We're working on a branding partnership with a friend of ours, and uh, it's going to be something cool. Going to be something neat. I'm excited to give it away. I think it's going to be something people will enjoy. As always, please go over to our Instagram page, follow us there, follow us on the Facebook platform, share it with your friends. We're getting a lot of feedback from a lot of people, people we didn't expect to be listening to a podcast, old, young, new, we're trying to keep that environment clean for you to listen to around your children, grandchildren, or whoever it may be. I want you to sit around at Thanksgiving dinner and be thinking,
1: hey, I wonder what them talk about boys are doing. wonder what's next. Exactly. What's next? Do you have a good day, Nick? I did have a good day. I, I was just... Um been thinking about this all day and then you brought this idea to us uh around lunchtime and we we kind of didn't know what we were going to get into and 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 you said hey why don't, why don't you contact joey and see if we can get him on and he had posted a deer this morning on on facebook that he had taken today tuesdays are off day of course at the at the barber shop so i called him and he was more than glad to come on
0: yeah, and I'm I'm thankful Joey w- accepted the offer to come on at short notice. Uh, we're going to call him in just a moment and get him on, and and I think it'll be an exciting time. Joey's a talker, so he
2: should he is get a right in with us. How
1: about you, Watson? Did you have a good day? Hey,
2: good day, good day. I'm really excited. Excited to be here. A lot of good feedback. A lot of people contacted me telling me how much they liked everything, so I'm excited to get in here and get
1: started. I did did get a delivery <laughs> today, Nick. I see that new bow you have sitting over here. A little, here. little rocket.
0: Hoyt Axis, twenty twenty. Twenty inches. Fifty five sixty five.
1: I'm gonna have to get my tape measure if that's twenty nine and a half inches.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's what the box said. Cam to cam, outside to outside. I guess it's guess it's supposed to be. I'm excited for a new beginning with a new bow. I hadn't shot it yet. I even got a peep on it yet. No D loop sight.
1: Oh, we got somebody else sitting here, who might have a new bow coming too.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you buy one?
1: No, 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 no. Not yet. <laughs>
0: Not yet. <laughs> Cody has uh has got a little surprise up his sleeve for something. What 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 you got over there, Cody? You wanna let everybody know yet or you wanna wait and kinda post it when well, you get it? I might post it, but uh
2: did visit the bow shop last week. Hadn't got it in yet. That may give a little hint to it, but
1: we could do some reviews.
0: Could. Absolutely. i i we'll do a review time when we when we get it. First first twenty nine and a half inch uh Axle-to-axle bow, first sub-30 axle-to-axle bow I've ever shot. Last one was a 34, the previous one's a 35. I don't know how this is going (laughs) to work. 30-inch draw length of the 29.5-inch axle-to-axle. It may not be as impressive as I want it to be. I think it'll be good, though. I'm going to try it out and see what it'll do. Had to sell my arrows, had to sell my bow, had to sell my dog. Oh, God. (laughs) Come on now. Working that OT, working that OT, but... As ever, as we said earlier, we're excited for Thanksgiving coming up this week. Um, big plans for
1: you, Nick. I got something in mind. I ain't gonna share it yet, though. What?
0: Don't no. let it out of the bag. I'm no. I'm hanging I'm, out with the I'm hanging out with the family, um, spending time with them. I got no hunting. No, 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 no hunting this weekend. Mm-mm. No, Mama's got a Mama's got a jewelry show. Shout out to Simply Stamped. There right, you go. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all go, over, y'all Hashtag. go over visit them in the uh, in the. Uh, Canton downtown canton district uh they've got a shop there um and i would say the name of the shop but i don't remember the name of the shop but look up simply stamped on facebook instagram and you can you can go pick up some jewelry for christmas time (laughs) watson you gonna get in the woods uh probably not probably
2: not doing a little camping with the fam well that's good you know just eating where you guys going uh over to alabama uh see some of the wife's family all my family's coming down i'm gonna hang out at the campground
0: I know you're I know your mom and dad are excited for that to have all the
1: kids there with them and everything. I know their Ted and Nancy, they'll be looking forward to that. Oh, absolutely. Hey, let's uh let's get Joey on the line. He's probably he's probably waiting on us. We're gonna give him a call. Um this is gonna be a little bit new to us guys, so just just bear with us just a minute. We're gonna give him a call and we're gonna run through him. Most of you guys probably know him from the local barbershop in Canton. It's Gary's barbershop. Um he he comes he he's he has a big background in hunting. Um, he, he kind of started off a little, probably different than we guys did, um, around here. So just, just be with him, uh, listen to him and, and, uh, take in what he's got to say. This is, this is going to be a Georgia hunt. I know we kind of focused on Illinois on the last episode, but please just, um, listen to this and, and take something out of it. Let's give him a call.
3: hello
1: joey hey it's nick yes sir hey it's nick alex and cody how you doing
3: I'm doing good buddy
1: good man good you're on. live you're live on uh talk about it outdoors sounds good good man um so i just i told everybody we kind of had an intro you're a local barber here in canton you work for uh you work at gary's barbershop most people probably already know you um we're going to get into i kind of set the platform we're going to get into a deer that you harvested today and we want to talk about it. So, um, first off, just just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and start off with that.
3: Well, um, I'll just go very quickly. Um, just from a, a deer hunting history in the barbershop, since you mentioned the barbershop, I started hunting when I was five years old with my uncle uh, down in Monticello. And we would hunt on the power line and not really see many deer. And uh, then we moved over to... Um, Uh, Telefero, and we upgraded we went from a tent to a camper and i thought i was in high cotton and uh we actually started seeing some deer so i killed my first deer when i was 10 years old and i absolutely loved hunting camp and uh i just fell in love with it and then i killed my second deer when i was 14 years old and then something happened from uh the time i don't know 14 to 15 i started uh i stopped chasing the ones with four legs and i started chasing <laughs> the ones with two legs
1: that's a, that's and, a lot uh, of folks
3: that's
0: a common common theme
3: right so uh literally for eight years um i started you know I'm, I'm originally from marietta and uh you know i started going to clubs and you know partying and having fun and going and hanging out with a bunch of men at a camp didn't seem too fun for me at the time as so a deer hun-
1: deer hunting was basically out of the Question.
3: absolutely it, yeah. it was it was out of the question and then when I was 23 years old I got saved and started going to church and I moved up to Canton and just was getting saved and I'm not going to get too much into that oh, you're but fine man you're fine in Feb- February 12th 2008 he saved me and his uh, best day of my life praise God
1: Amen. and uh, when Amen. he did when he
3: when he did that it caused me to you know start looking deep and just looking into my roots and uh You know, just remembering, so to I guess, where I came from, you would say. I started working at Gary's Barbershop when I was 23 years old.
1: Let me stop you. uh, Let me stop you a second. Had you been been cutting hair prior to that?
3: Yes, I started cutting hair when I was 15 years old. Okay. uh, All throughout high school. I went to Sprayberry High School down in Marietta, and I cut hair all throughout high school, and then I graduated high school and done a bunch of uh, manual labor-type jobs and got tired of getting yelled at making a few dollars an hour so i figured i should put my haircut cutting you know to good use and i went to barber college when i was 20 and i started working in barber shops when i was 21 years old so uh that was that
0: but yeah, and and before we get too too much into the deer hunting, joey i want to ask you um can you give us a little background on on gary's barber shop and how long it's it's been yeah. been in canton
3: uh, absolutely yes yeah. so it it was uh, started in 1962 by Mr. Andrew Roach. Um he's cut hair in all for 45 years. Um, he was he worked with his nephew Charles Roach. Um they worked together for many a number of years and uh, Gary started there in 1988 just a young guy I think he was 21 years old. And so there were three of them and they worked together for a good good while, and Mr. Charles, the middle barber, he actually had sugar diabetes, and he uh, succumbed to it. He went on to heaven when he was fifty years old, I believe, in nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety six. And um, when he did that, Andrew was actually looking to retire prior to that. But when Charles passed, uh, Andrew wound up working overtime because everybody wanted to go to Andrew since Charles had passed, and. So he worked harder than what he ever did before. And his feet were hurting him and his legs were hurting him. And he came to Gary one day and he said, you know what? I've got to go. He said, I'm 62. He said, I want to give you the shop. So Gary took it over, I believe, in 97. And uh, Gary's had the shop ever since 97. He's had it for 23 years. And I myself, I came there in 2008 again once I got saved. And, uh, you know, it's like God had a a path for me, you know, and that's where it was at the barbershop there. Uh, more than just getting saved but he he, uh put a lot of blessings in my life absolutely so
1: yeah i i I probably i guess i'm probably the only one out of all three of us that's gotta
3: get their
0: haircut there you guys i got it i got one of my first haircuts there when i was a kid i mean when i when
1: i was a kid andrew was there um, yeah and and then uh gary was of course in the chair that you cut in now joey so yeah i have Mm -hmm. a lot i have a lot of history there
0: and most people from yeah. around our area are going to have a lot of history about oh, yeah. about Andrew and about and about Gary. They're it's the same. A it's a, it's the old
1: field that you can't get anywhere just to go in there and and, and talk and ha- carry on a conversation.
3: Absolutely, yeah. We try. It's more than just a, a haircut. You want a, an atmosphere, and that's what what we try and bring. So yeah, it, it's old school, and we we love it, and we try and we're going to try and keep it that way.
0: All right. Well, awesome, Joey. Well, we appreciate the background story there. So fast forward back to you guys hunting down in and Monticello. Uh, you, you said y'all upgraded from a tent to a camper and that, that is like going from the uh, uh, the outhouse to the penthouse for a lot of us. Uh, we've all mm-hmm. been there in those situations hunting around North Georgia uh, and uh, definitely, definitely can appreciate that. So, so carry on with that story if you will.
3: Okay. So uh, I started hunting or I started hunting. I started working there at the barbershop and, um, uh, you know, I just started listening and just soaking up the uh, the atmosphere, going back to the atmosphere of, of what Charles and Andrew had started years ago. Charles and Andrew were hunters themselves. And uh, just a real quick side note, they said Charles, they said Charles, uh, one time he killed four deer and Toot Dunn was with him. I don't know if anybody knows Toot Dunn on the line, but they said Toot Dunn said, you kill one more, I'll kill you. <laughs> and uh uh, anyhow there's a long tradition of hunting in that barber shop gary's not a hunter but andrew and charles were so anyhow i i I just soaked up just for a few years just listening to guys like nick himself nick i might be a year older than him but someone my age you know somebody i could relate to you know nick would talk about it uh cody mayo would talk about it isaac smith's a little bit older than me but isaac smith would talk about it and then a lot of the old timers would come in there and then it just took me back to my roots. And one of the funny things, um, just thinking about today, knowing that we were going to talk, when I was, you know, five and seven and ten years old, I'd never heard of the word rut, you know. I, I Pawpaw smoked mall cigarettes non-filtered and would eat <laughs> sausage biscuits and wear a mechanic outfit with a flannel shirt, and he would kill deer. But the thing was, him and my uncle, and my uncle was a great hunter, but they never killed big deer, you know. So, I started listening to guys because like I said, I, I, other than hunting as a kid, you know, I hadn't hunted. And so I started listening to people start talking about this rut and start talking about letting bucks walk and, you know, about, um, scent control, you know, I, scent control, you know, what is that? You know, like I said, Pawpaw smoked cigarettes and ate sausage biscuits. So with that, it just started giving me a foundation of hunting. And, um, so it, in being in the barbershop, I, interacted with a lot of the the old timers and I would ask them, you know, hey, uh, I would ask the non-hunter guys that were farmers uh, or that had, you know, some property, I'd say, you mind if I hunt your property? And I must have got told no probably 50 times, but a couple guys were gracious and generous enough to let me hunt their properties. And in 2011, I had a gentleman, he let me hunt his property uh, in Hickory Flat, 50 acres in Hickory Flat which I didn't know what a honey hole I had had at the time. I'd give my right leg to have that right now. It eventually got sold. But in 2011, I wound up killing a doe with a single uh, barrel shotgun with a slug. And literally, I felt like I had killed a Pope and Young or, you know, I felt like I killed a monster because for the first time I, I, I got to scout myself. You know, I got to set up myself. You know, I got to, you know, I done it rather than uncle put me in a, a spot, you know, and so that's kind of where it really all, the the fire got rekindled, I guess you'd say. And, um, which so for a lot of us, that's,
0: which for a lot of us, that's, that's kind of the, the way that, you know, you light that fire. You, you, a lot of hunters don't get to get what you got, Joey, uh, you know, an understanding of being able to do it for yourself because everybody helps everybody so much in today's society. And, and they don't get that old school feel like, you know, we were all fortunate and blessed enough to get.
3: Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and with that, you know, another part of that, I was hunting with my uncle's but he had a, a bow or I'm sorry, a bear compound that was from like the eighties that he had given me in 2010. That had them old aluminum arrows and, uh, I would shoot him and shoot him. I was sitting out in the woods up next to a tree, just hunting thine and a spike came up and I, I, I was shaking like a leaf. I stand up. He's probably at 15 yards. I let the arrow go and then boom, it stuck in a tree. And I felt my my world crumbled, you know? So I'm in there, I'm telling a story, you know, to the guys at the barbershop. And this guy, he said, well, why don't you get a blind? I said, well, what is a blind? <laughs> I'd never even heard of a blind. Cause again, when I was a kid, I you know, you, you hunt it out of a wooden ladder stand or you hunt it on the ground, Right. you know, so right. just so cool, you know, just having guys that I consider, you know, good friends. And then I call them uncles or grandpas, you know, there's guys that are probably 20 years older than me and I consider them uncles. And there's been a lot of folks just pour into me more than just deer hunting, but from a deer hunting standpoint, they've just poured a lot of good information and spent time with me. And I just appreciate that in this fast world that, you know, an older person uh, would take time with a younger person and and pour into me so i'm a lot of grateful
1: a lot of people miss that Joey. And, and and going back to your uncle talking about smoking and and probably just wearing a flannel shirt and maybe a, a pair of blue jeans with um holes ripped in it and, and people miss that because they don't do that no more we've got so hung up like you said in killing uh a good pope and young or, or somebody wants to kill that next big deer because they got a trail cam picture of it people people miss that hey like you said, I killed a doe in 2011, and that make you feel like that people miss people lose that in hunting, and where you gained it back. So each time that you go out, you probably have a, a different perspective going forward with each kill that you have.
3: Absolutely, and what it what it eventually, I, I did play into, and and it still. I'll be honest with you. Now that I, I've been around it, obviously a lot more, and, and I've, I've killed some pretty good deer at this point, and I have fallen into that. Uh, obviously, I want to kill a big buck. You know, if you if you hunt long enough, that's going to be the goal. But I do have to step back and and eventually, I guess once we get into the the story of the buck that I killed today, and just take a step back and just look at the bigger picture and just realize it's not just about a kill, or it's not just about how wide the spread was or how good it scored, um, but just the bigger picture and just you know realize yes, that, a share, that a sharing it's that memory, opportunity. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: opportunity, sharing that memory, and and I'm I'm just to the listener, I'm not saying that. You don't have to. You don't have to go out and hunt hard and kill a deer, a big deer. If you want to mm-hmm. hunt that deer, hunt that deer, and and let mm-hmm. it be memorable. But absolutely, kill what's going to make you what's going to make you happy. If
0: you shoot a one. If you shoot a hundred inch deer or a two hundred inch deer, it doesn't really matter as no. long as you have that memory in your yeah. mind and the the blessing of going out there. You know, and being able to harvest that animal because it's it's been passed down from generation to generation. And Joey here was fortunate enough to have people in his life that kind of empowered him. through those memories i'm sure you remember back at the barbershop listening to all those stories that the guys told and everything and i know as a young kid those stories are what kind of you know invigorated a fire inside of me to want to go out and have the potential to kill a big deer but you know there's people out there that'll that'll never kill a big one because they are out there in overalls and a flannel shirt and they they, may they get, don't care about killing they don't, a big one. They don't because it's, it's, it's they're mounting. They're like we talk about. They're mounting the memory. Whether yeah. they're, they're mounting a spike or an eight point or a ten point or whatever, that memory is going to be inside of them forever and ever.
1: Yes, they may that's, just be a meat that's, hunter. That's they but they just may want meat. That's those big deer don't don't mean anything to them. Can't eat the horns. That's about,
3: exactly. No matter how no matter how much you boil them. <laughs> 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 exactly. I was going to say something as well. Um, so Alex, I've never actually personally met you face to face but I've got a little uh story with that there as well. Oh um, gosh. where this will go. Let's let's see. Um so again being in the barbershop, small town barbershop, you you hear a lot of things and you see a lot of deer pictures, you hear a lot of deer stories. And I'd have to say maybe 2014, maybe 2015, I remember somebody showing me a good deer. You know, and I see them all the time and it's like, well heck yeah, that's awesome. Well, that was Billy Bob so-and-so, you know, and you don't remember the name. Well, you know, the next year, 2006, and I'm just, I don't know exactly, but it just, in my mind, it seems oh, like Lord. this. 2016, you know, somebody shows a good deer and it's like, well, who is that? Oh, that's Alex DeBoard. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. And I, and I cut some DeBoard. So that last name stuck in my mind. Well, fast forward year after year, people kept showing me good deer from this guy, Alex DeBoard. That horse was what? stuck, wasn't it? Well, well, so that's, that's what I was going to say. So, when everybody would show it, they'd say, that sucker, he has got a horseshoe, you know. And I'd always agree with that. But you know what? Luck is one thing, but you're obviously doing something right, you know, because like, like the, uh, on the first episode, I listened to that. And, you know, obviously it worked out for you. But people don't see the behind the scenes of looking for, you know, y'all looked on a map, you know, y'all looked at the topography, y'all studied. I love that. that. That encouraged me. You know, as a, as a hunter, as far as putting the work in, and like you said, boots on the ground, and people will say, "Must be nice." Well, you know what? It is, because you, you put the work in. So, that encouraged me. Amen. Uh, again. That- <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and, it, and 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 I appreciate that, Joey. I've been very fortunate and blessed to be at the right place at the right time in several instances, and and I appreciate that very much. But it, it it is about those memories you you made mention of because each one of those deer that I killed, I can go back to those places and tell you exactly where I was when I killed them. So that's that that means a lot, man. I sure appreciate that.
3: Yes, sir. Would Absolutely. you stop tooting?
1: Would you? His head's blowing yeah, up head, over here. To we're gonna have to get nobody <laughs> tell we're, gonna ha- ha- we're gonna have to get him a bigger <laughs> headset over here, Joey. Oh.
3: <laughs> well, hey, hey, like I said, I don't care who you are. If you kill big deer year after year, especially like that on public land. You're doing something right. Luck only take you so far. So, you know,
1: all well, jokes aside,
3: yeah. he, he's doing something right, brother.
1: Sorry, Joe, you're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right? I can't hear you. Yeah, I can't hear you.
1: You're breaking you. up. As, as we're sitting in
0: Nick's basement surrounded by a wall full of yeah. big bucks, ain't nobody been talking about that yet. We'll get to uh, those. But de- definitely, as you said, I mean, it, it was it, – I got my start a lot of, along the same lines as you did. I, I hunted with my uncle and my dad and, and my uncle, he was a smoker. And I remember going to the stand with him in the mornings and freezing to death on the way there. And cause he'd have the window down, it'd be 22 degrees and hollering at me. I roll that window down. I'm like, I'm not the one smoking, but it, it was, uh, you know, you smelled like smoke, but I, I saw a lot of deer and I, I didn't have the opportunity to take a, a deer of mount or size or anything from the time i was 12 when i first started hunting i killed my first mount or buck when i was 21 21 years old i'd hunted wow. for nine years and i hunted hard i mean i sat day after day after day and i was fortunate enough to kill that first eight point pointer. and i could take you right back to the moment when i killed it how old i was 21
1: 21 you're what
0: 30 34 34 been a pretty good run since 2010 <laughs> yeah or she's hanging tight <laughs> Yeah, well hey. I, I can tell you back then it was like like joey said boots on the ground i didn't have fancy camouflage i had a 30-06 ruger model 77 shout out to ruger because i love them <laughs> and yes, it, it was a great gun to use and i was a i was a gun hunter i wasn't a bow hunter i didn't know nothing about bow hunting i mean i tried killed a doe or two but that was about it
1: hey uh you got you have anything else to add what you're talking about joey about kind of growing up and going forward with that
3: uh, well, I was talking to a man the other day. I'll say this, and, and I'll—I okay. guess I'll close that no, you're part of it. No, you're fine. There, you know, we were a gentleman was telling me a deer story yesterday. He was telling me that his son caleb um, is probably 32, 33 years. Y'all probably know him. I can't think of his last name, but um, his—he uh, had been hunting this buck for three years down at the club, and just listening to him and his son's stories, uh, haircut after haircut, year after year, they were faithful hunters. And they were just good, solid people. And his son killed an absolute hoss probably two weeks ago. And uh, when he was telling me the story, the dad was telling me about it, you know, you could just hear the passion in the man's voice and just the joy. And it was just uh, refreshing to hear him do that. And when he, he was he emulated the sound that his son made, he said, whoa, you know, he said everybody from all the way to here to Cherokee could have heard us and and this is what I told him, I said, you know what, I said, non-hunters, they, they truly just don't get that feeling, you know, and that's not a knock on non-hunters, but that's just a feeling that no drug, no nothing can give you, just that, when you okay. put the work in, and when you, you know, when you've done your homework on the deer, and, you know, or you've maybe missed one, or, you know, you've spooked one, or he hadn't been on camera, you know, you think he's gone, and, so when, when everything comes together, uh, when that moment happens and you get to walk up and put hands on him, that's what him and I were agreeing on. They're just, you can't, uh, manufacture that. That's just, it's just awesome. Yeah, so, not. No like,
0: drug that'll ever give you that high and it'll, it'll, it'll never get you that, you know, that strong of a, of a feeling, you know, yep. no matter what you do in the deer woods, uh, any kind of activity outdoors can bring you invigorment and empowerment or whatever it may be, but. That moment you're able to harvest the deer, I I don't care what anybody says, for me, there's no greater feeling.
1: No,
2: absolutely not. Yeah, and and you and I, Alex, actually talked about that in the woods. We're like, I wish we could explain this feeling of the passion for deer hunting. Because nobody, you try to explain it to your wife or whoever, and they're just like, I don't get it. But until you're there and experience, and it's not even the harvest, the the work put in and the time with friends, it's just, it's undescribable.
3: Yeah,
0: it is. Well, it, go ahead, Joey.
3: I am just going to say, you, you tell a non-hunter what you guys did on that last trip that you, about all that planning and all that, and, and you tell somebody that you go and sit in a tree for hours upon hours in the cold and the hot, and and that's what you do for fun, they're not going to get it. But again, until you get that in you and it's in your blood, I mean, you'll never understand it. That's, that's just all I wanted to add. But.
1: So, so we're going to get into the, the harvest you had today, but I—, I do you have any Thanksgiving hunting special that
0: any Thanksgiving hunts yeah. that stick out in your yeah, mind? They stick before out, we get yeah, stick out. Into this yeah. week's a special one that's probably going to stick in your own mind forever. But yeah, yeah. Before we get into that, do you have anything from prior from a prior Thanksgiving week,
3: or does
1: Thanksgiving uh, does does anything from the past around Thanksgiving? I, I have stories around thanksgiving because you do have that time off and you do get to spend it with your family in the woods a lot of the times for for my sake and and i'm just asking you if you have anything that
3: yeah every every thanksgiving um i hunt every thanksgiving morning and i always say a special prayer that morning just that i've made it this far in the year and uh you know i killed a decent little eight pointer uh i think maybe 2016 or 17 uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, my son, he's my stepson, but he's my son. Um, he's Mr. Cool. Now he's in that, that stage that Joey was in, that you know, uh, too cool to hunt right now. But, um, when he was a little bit younger, I've been married to his mom for 10 years. When he was a little bit younger, he'd always go with me. And, uh, he shot a doe one time. And so that was just a really cool connection. But, um, you know, just walking in the house that those days and just smelling the wife cooking the food and, you know, just, to me, it's just again. You, I've made it another year. Thank you, Lord. Um, and then this year is actually special. We're uh, real. I'm real big into saltwater fishing. I've got a center console boat, and I go down to Mexico Beach in Port St. Joe, Florida. And for the first time ever this time of year, in my 36 years, I uh, we're going to eat at my mom's in Woodstock, and we're going to head down south and uh, go to Florida and Mexico Beach. And it's supposed to be really pretty weather. So I'm looking forward to that. So are you still are you still uh, gonna overall, get a Thanksgiving
1: morning hunt in or no?
3: Uh yeah I'm gonna yeah so it's gonna be a long day so yeah I'm hunting yeah. Uh, that morning uh, I'm only gonna hunt till probably nine thirty, it's gonna have to be an absolute h- hoss in order for me to to lay one down, uh, then I'll go and eat at my mom's at noon, stay there for a couple hours and I'm we're leaving right. from there with fishing poles in the back of the truck headed south to Mexico Beach. Well it's a lot it's a, it's a lot
1: easier now that you got one in the cooler
3: well that's the pressure's off exactly right exactly. now you can just enjoy
1: it yeah so mm-hmm. and and i know you're a freshwater uh, or a saltwater fisherman and i, and I was telling uh, cody and alex about that earlier and and we would love to get you back on here when you i know you take a lot of trips in the spring and stuff and we'd like to get you back on in the future to talk about that because we probably have some listeners that go down there also um but going yep. going forward here let's let's get into today's um, we, most, most of us, I say most of us. some of us know that the barbershop is closed on Tuesday. So that's a day that you can get away and it's probably a lot better because it's probably a lot less traffic out there in the woods. And, and, and I know you that you, you hunt on a lot of private ground. So what's today was today's harvest on private ground.
3: It was. it was actually my mother and father-in-law, they live up in ball ground, Georgia, and they got four acres. And the backside of what they own is just two acres that dips there in the woods, and then it's surrounded by hundreds of acres. So, I've just got a small little pinch of the woods there. So, yes, it's on private land.
1: H- had you um, had you been running any trail cameras up there this year? I know you like to run trail cameras <laughs> because we've talked about it in the past at the shop.
3: I I have, but for the first time ever this year, for whatever whatever reason, it's when I say hill country, I mean it's hill where I'm hunting. Yeah. And I've done it twice in a row. Um, For whatever reason, it's so steep. I keep putting the camera too high. And I'll just get pictures of just the very top of the the hedge. And I saw some horns this last go round, And I put that sucker all the way down at the bottom. I didn't check it this morning because I didn't want to go, you know, mess up the area. But yes, I have gotten some pictures, um, but just the very tops of the horns. So I'd almost rather not see anything than to just see the tips of deer horns. Um, so yeah, I ran a couple cameras there and really the reason I'm hunting there, I've got a little spot down in Canton that a customer lets me hunt. It's, he has 18 acres, but it's in his backyard as well. It's just seven acres and it's starting to slow down a little bit down there. So I just had a hunch. Let's go up here to ball ground and uh, let's slip in there. Cause I've not hunted it in a while. So.
1: Right. So. So was you was it so when you hunt up there in this place in ballground do you, do you use your archery equipment up there or do you use a gun
3: so i I actually use a gun um, the way it lays uh, it's so so steep um i just i actually today I actually ground hunted I made a a a blind out of uh just natural stuff and I overlooking this ridge and there's a, a deer uh trail that comes right across this other ridge and you know, I'm focused on it the whole morning, and any deer I've ever seen in the past has been across that ridge, and um, I don't know, I'd say maybe seven forty, seven fifty. 750, I hear something to my right, and as long as I've hunted, which has only been two years, but it's, I've probably hunted back there maybe 10 times, and as many times as I've, I've hunted and then I've seen deer, I've never seen nothing on my side of the ridge that I'm sitting on. Right. So when I hear something to my right, you know, I think it's just squirrels like usual, uh, and I'm not really paying attention, and just I get a little uh, little flicker to my right, and I'd say it's probably I don't know a hundred yards, and I see movement, and I'm oh my gosh, that's a deer, you know, this isn't working out like I thought it was supposed to, so I've got to turn and and I glass it, and at first I thought it was a doe, and um, I'm hunting with a, uh, a Ruger. I'm sorry. A Remington 700, 7mm 08. I love a 7mm 08. Going back to my uncle, he gave this gun to me, and uh, I like it. It's so smooth it, shooting. Is wood. it, it Woodstock? Sorry? So-
1: sorry, is it a Woodstock or synthetic?
3: It is. Wood? It is. It's Woodstock. It's so probably it's, about 40 years old, and it's, it's got, got some, old Leopold scope on it.
1: It's got some stories on it.
3: Absolutely. and That's awesome. So I actually had never killed a deer with this one before, and uh, so it's coming up the ridge to my right, and... It's just about the top of the ridge, and I see horns. And this, so my wife, she, I'm probably the youngest grandfather you'll ever meet. Um, my wife, she's a little bit older than me. And when I married her 10 years ago, um, she had two children, which were uh, four, 14 and 10, which are now, well, I guess they were 15 and 10, which are now 25 and 20. And the girl, she's, she's 25, and she had a little boy. His name's Jackson. She had him uh, 17 months ago. And I never got the joy of raising a child from birth. But the kids, you know, they were 10 and 15, and we've always had a good relationship. But I've never had that experience of a little, little baby. Right. And my daughter, she and her little uh, son live with us right now. And I call him Booger, his nickname's Booger, and he is just the coolest little dude, and he loves uh, the outside, and he loves, he caught his first fish down in Mexico Beach not too long ago, and that's been the goal for me this year. Alex, I heard you talking, you know, about, you know, um, you know. it was more to it, I forget what's your phrase you were talking about this year, the bigger picture, the...
0: This year means uh, more.
3: This year means more, and that resonated so much with me when I heard you say that, because with little man living with us, I want him to be an outdoorsman and I want him to hunt and I want him to fish. And so my goal this year, obviously I want the big, big monster shooter buck, but my thing was, if it ain't a basket rack, that sucker's, he's coming home. Cause I want little booger. I want him to, to be able to touch the deer. I want him to see the deer. I want to be able to take pictures with the deer. Yep. And sure enough, as soon as I seen that flash of that, you know, that four on one side, I was ready to rip. So I, <laughs> I jumped up. There's a dogwood tree probably, I don't know, maybe four inches wide to my right. And there was just a small opening. And right as he's about to cross the ridge, I just leaned forward and he was quartering away. And bam, I shot him. He jumped. He runs up and I hear him crash. And I I was shaking just like I was back when that doe in 2011 with a 20-gauge single shot. And I have had those feelings, but that feeling today just... I said, you know, Lord, I done it. You know, I'm going to be able to share this moment. He wasn't in the woods with me. And again, he's only 17 months. But just those memories for me to be able to share it with a little booger. His name's Jackson, but he's my booger. And so anyhow, I walked up on it. And, you know, he's just a run-of-the-mill seven-point. You know, he's not going to win no awards. But to me, it was just absolutely awesome to be able to to harvest that deer today. And uh, and I brought it home, and he was a, he was a little bit scared but I tell you what, uh, he, 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 um, got a little bit more interested and he actually touched it and he held the horns and, um, you know, I made my wife do a photo shoot. We probably, she probably, she said, you're like a woman. I said, well, you know, 30 years from now, I want these pictures to be around so that he knows that Papa, you know, showed him deer hunting. And, uh, so it's just an awesome thing to be able to just pass along what's been passed to me. And, uh, that's it in a nutshell, just that experience with you know, more than just killing the deer today, but just being able to pass it on to, to the ones I love and, you know, young people in general, I, you know, it's a dying breed out there as far as young people getting into hunting. So every chance I get, I've taken some kids from the barbershop hunting. I, I took a kid from church. He got his first deer. It was a buttonhead, and, you know, just, I, I absolutely love that. So. Well, you said, um, today you said it's not, me, I'm,
0: sorry, I'm going to go ahead, Joey. I'm a, Sorry,
3: oh, you go go ahead. You're you're fine. I know I've been rambling on. But. No,
0: no, man, you're fine. I was just going to say you said that it wasn't going to win any awards or anything, but you're the award is in the memory that you were able to make with your with absolutely your, with little booger. I mean that's that's the award <laughs> going forward. Yeah, he'll then, cherish
1: that picture. He'll cherish that picture I mean, forever. He may not remember I mean, the moment, but he'll cherish that picture. And then eventually you'll be able to get him in the woods, Joe, and and you'll be able to be paw paw. I know you don't smoke, but you'll be able to be paw paw with a sausage <laughs> biscuit. <laughs>
3: I look forward to it. So, um, well, that's- I,
1: I, I got something to add real quick, just because I know there's going to be some people from Georgia um, listening, and and of course, like we talked about, it's peak of the rut. It's November. Yep. And and there, so did was this deer chasing?
3: Yeah, you know, he was cruising.
1: Cruising. Um, he was okay.
3: very alert. He was yeah. looking at. He was he was looking around. I don't know that he was particularly on a a doe's trail per se, but. He wasn't stopping. He, he wasn't running, but he, he was cruising and he was on the move. And his hawks were black as night. And um,
0: smelled real you good know, too. I definitely,
3: didn't he? he smelled great, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I definitely think he had it on his mind for sure because he wasn't stopping. Right. So uh, I, I did forget to add that. I had to pull the old Mac. <laughs> <old laughs>
1: it's kind of famous. Yeah, the
3: old <laughs> Mac.
0: How far yep. was the shot, Joey?
3: I, I don't know. Uh, with y'all 80 yards in the barbershop, 150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he
1: was 150 inch buck too at the barbershop.
3: Absolutely. Hey, I mean, hey, you know I, you try, go ahead. I just going to say, you know, you try and take 1500 different pictures to try and get the best angle. So when you show it to them, it that's right. You got to hold it
1: way out. front. Of me. <laughs> hey, um, going back, rewinding all the way back to what you was talking about at the barbershop when Andrew was there i remember going in there as a kid and 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 i know you posted some pictures last night There were some there used to be some deer mounted on the wall in there uh, mm-hmm. and, and now there's no deer in there so uh-huh. when, when can we expect a when can we expect a deer to be hung turn up turn Turner
3: buck hung up in there maybe well, yeah <laughs> well when, when it says joey's barbershop as far as that uh <laughs> that sign outside you'll see a deer uh gary's not anti-hunter at all he he it respects it he's just not a hunter yeah um but yeah I, we actually we have a really cool it's a uh, a rainbow trout it's a steelhead trout a customer brought to us from lake michigan it's 32 inches long probably about 12 to 15 pounds and that's a really good i got a good story with that very quick people the guy brought it to us people they know i'm a fisherman they say did you catch or did you catch that fish?" i say yes sir i said i caught it in altoona i caught it i, I caught it in tuna on a cane pole with a two-pound cricket And they don't hear the two-pound cricket or the cane pole all they hear is Al-tuna. I said, yes sir that's, <laughs> so hilarious. that's a good that's conversation awesome. starter
1: that's hilarious
3: well
0: joey we sure appreciate you coming on and taking the time to get with us man and and i know it was short notice when we reached out to you but as soon as i saw you post the picture today i, I told nick that uh you know, let's, let's go ahead and get Joey on if he'll come on with us and, and, and talk for a bit. And I tell you, it, it actually went a little little further than what I expected getting you on um, just to talk about deer hunting. You know, you, you spoke of spoke of your salvation and, you know, and what you were able to uh, accomplish after that fact. And that's something that, you know, at this time of year around the holidays that we, we all need to be thankful for is, you, you know, the blessings that God's been able to give us. And, and you're definitely a blessing to the community in, in what you do with the way you deliver yourself and the way you carry yourself. And it, it's very humbling to hear you speak of that as a young man, because if you're not an old man at all, you're you're about our age. And it's definitely, definitely appreciated because we need more of that in, in our society today. And, uh, and I definitely it, appreciate you doing that.
1: And we want to get Joey, we definitely want to get you back on, Joey. I know you have a lot more stories to share. Uh, barbershop hunting experience
0: uh made to a barbershop corner with
1: joey turner you know once every two or three episodes saltwater fishing i i know you have a lot i know you have a lot left in in the in the tank so um thanks for coming on with us man thanks for sharing that story and i know people are going to enjoy listening to what you had to say um as we greatly appreciate absolutely i'm sorry i'm sorry no you're fine um as we wrap up here if anybody else do you have anything else alex no
0: i just appreciate your time joey it was it was it was really a blessing tonight it it, like i said it it brought more to the table than i expected it was just a deer story and as often it is it is in these conversations which is what we want to have it brings a little bit more than just a deer story And we
1: want people to share that testimony if they want to man that's what it's this is what it's about we're we're talking and we want people to hear us so Watson, do you have anything?
2: Well, I, I don't know Joey personally, but just sitting here listening to him. Stop I, by and
1: see him. I know. I need to stop in there. <laughs> y'all need a haircut. i soon. Got a mullet, man.
2: i <laughs> yeah. hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a fine tuned mullet right <laughs> there, girl. No, but it was very, uh, I mean, it was very inspiring listening to him. I mean, um, I'm going to have to get by and shake your hand, introduce myself for sure. Yeah. Really good listening to you. Yeah.
3: So. Absolutely. I, I want to throw this out there. If y'all need a 14th, Cherokee boy up in Illinois I'm available Uh, oh
0: uh, we'll keep that in mind if a seat opens up Joey but you better get in line son because it's a long one right
3: I'm sure it is well Well, I greatly appreciate y'all having me yeah and you know anytime you know I you know whatever y'all need just call me and stop by the barbershop say hey or hang out well you can't hang out right now because of COVID they won't let a whole lot of folks in but I greatly appreciate it. And and thank you for y'all time as well.
0: We'll be talking to you soon, Joey. Thank you very much, man. Have a good night. All right. right. Good night. Bye-bye. Wow.
1: That was amazing. That
0: was awesome. Dude, I'm telling you, as I said to Joey, I expected Joey to come on. I've never met him personally. Yeah. You know, the history of, of Gary's barbershop, it's, it speaks well and it resonates with a lot of people in our community from canton Waleska ball ground hickory flat area all the people that have grew up in canton i remember going there with my dad and i don't know that i ever got a haircut there i may have misspoke when i said that but i believe i did when i was little and i remember dad going there that's the only place he would go to get a get a haircut
1: yeah yeah i I still go there to this day And, and man joey's just a he's got a strong faith and he's a great dude and and I really, I just, I can't get over how I enjoyed that.
0: Well, Joey ain't afraid to talk about it. That's right. <laughs>
1: that's, that's the key right.
0: thing. Yeah, Joey ain't right. afraid, and, and as we, as we say often enough, uh, let's talk about it. Yep. Let's talk about it. And it doesn't. What is it? It can be anything you want to. Whatever, whatever speaks volumes, and you're passionate about. That's what we're interested in. And I'm glad that we got together tonight and uh, and and did this. So, you know, as as we're wrapping up third episode. I, I just want to go into a little Thanksgiving uh a talk and and just, you know, kind of kinda tell Nick, what are you what are you most thankful for this year?
1: Like Joey said, my salvation, my faith. Um uh, my family, good health. I know this COVID has a lot of people scared. Yep. And I'm glad my family has steered away from it and if you guys don't mind, I'm going to send a prayer request out real quick. And I, I know we we didn't talk about this, and but he's he's a kind of a local guy here too in Clayton community. And it's Mark Orr. His wife is I think she's battling some type of cancer now, and they've done some kind of chemo. So just be just keep those that family in your prayers for this Thanksgiving holidays. But yes, I'm thankful for for everything. I'm glad we started doing this, man. This is this is going to reach up so many people in in this community and hopefully outside of this community so
0: it's evolving as it goes and, yeah. it, and it becomes more and more uh, meaningful i think as we go along there'll be highs there'll be lows there'll be moments where we don't necessarily reach that pinnacle moment where we where we get something out of it but i want each episode as it goes someone out there is going to get something out of it as long as we continue to, to down the path that we're going on so cody uh what you got What what are you most thankful for this year <laughs>
2: mainly just friends and family uh friends like yourself I'm, i consider you my best friend uh family for sure i'm one of the lucky ones that's been able to grow up around a lot of family and still have a lot of family within walking distance and um not a lot of people can say that and i think sometimes i even take it for granted i don't get out and see that family as as much as i need to but i get to see my i get to see my mom and dad on a daily they they you know, my kids get to go up there and see them on a daily and that's just really a blessing and really trying to focus this year on spending more time with family. So I think that's a, the biggest thing I'm thankful for.
0: Yeah, and, and this holiday season I'm most thankful for, for those for the slowdown. And that may not, you know, make sense to some people, but in the fast paced world that we're growing up in that we're raising children in, that we're having to live in day to day, I've really tried to slow down and be more appreciative when I wake up in the morning, be more thankful that, that God blessed me with another day to get up and and be able to go to work. Um, it, it very could have easily been a different path for me earlier this year. And ever since then, I've tried to be very thankful for, for the moments, for the conversations and for the blessings that this life has given me. I'm thankful for my kids' help. I'm thankful for my family. And as you said, Nick, th- this COVID thing that's going on out there has got a lot of people worried and in it's a bad thing in, in our elderly, in the community. They can't, they can't get out and visit at the barbershop as they once did. And they can't live their day to day's life. So as you said, we need to be much in prayer for them. And, uh, we need to be thankful for those moments
1: as we go along. Do, do we want to discuss upcoming or? I mean, we can shout it out.
0: I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a big thing coming up, you know, uh, we're planning for the next episode to uh, to have you and Brandon kind of give us a rundown of your Illinois trip. Yeah. Uh, it'll be I guess it'll be Illinois 2.0. It'll kind of be squared yeah. and uh, the successful trip that you guys had up there and yeah. I consider a success on both your parts.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thus
0: far in the tr- in the journey because yeah. it was um, and you can you you're gonna be on the other side of the fence this time. I get to ask the questions. So right. <laughs> so I'll try I'll try to remember that as as the, the next few days transpire and but as we said before, we're thankful for everybody coming out and listening to us. We're thankful for you to tune in. Ah, uh, we're learning as we go. It's 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 become something we've looked forward to more and more as we've moved along. And tonight I'd uh I'd like to, you know, Remind you again once to go over to our social media platforms. Y'all are going to get tired of me, you know, uh, saying that. And, and I apologize for continuing on to say it, but I don't apologize because that's how we can reach more and more people. Go over to our Instagram page, like and share it. You'll see stories, updates. We've got a lot of people on there that are starting to share some pictures of their own and we're going to try to you know if you get anything you want us to share if you have a story if you have a deer picture if you have a outdoor picture if you have a picture of you and your family uh, down on the river or or over at the old church if you have pictures with your kids if you have anything that you want us to share make sure you send those over we're checking that daily we're trying to check it in the morning and afternoon throughout the day when we can we get a break from work make sure you send us a message on there and you can reach us on Facebook Facebook's a big platform for a lot of bad things but can also be a good thing and that's what we're trying to spin it to be make sure you send us a picture and remember the contest we got running get to a thousand likes come on alex tell us what it is i'm not gonna tell, tell you it's a daily tool that you might find very necessary in certain applications that's, that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna tease you any further because <laughs> we're only at 747 going into this show we got uh what is that 353
2: uh, 253 yeah 253
0: we'll get there that's that r and more mathematics i got my degree there so as always we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight go out spend time with your family i hope everybody has a very happy thanksgiving and uh, we'll be back with you real soon as always thankful talk about it outdoors with alex cody and nick y'all have a blessed holiday